triple double. Nothing personal word of the day. Today is <laughs> start again, Coca. Here we go. 40, 69, 72. Triple double. Nothing personal word of the day for Tuesday, May 11, 2021. Russell Westbrook has done it. The king of the triple double. Russell Westbrook is that amazing point guard. Amazing. He's a point guard. Triple doubles when you get more than 10 points, more than 10 rebounds, more than 10 steals or points, rebounds, assists or points, rebounds, block shots. It's when you get double digits of three statistical categories in the NBA. The leader all time in triple doubles was someone named the Big O, Oscar Robertson. Played for the Cincinnati Royals, the Milwaukee Bucks, won a world championship the last time the Bucks won. He combined with Giannis to win a title. No, he didn't. He combined with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But that was a long time ago. That may have been 1971 when the Bucks won. But Oscar Robertson had 183 or 181 triple doubles, some number, which is a number that was never going to be caught. It wasn't exactly the number of wins for Cy Young. It wasn't the unbreakable record of 100 points in a game by Will Chamberlain. It wasn't the unbreakable record of Cal Ripken's Ironman streak of playing however many games he played, 2,600 maybe. But that number of triple doubles was something we never thought we'd see. Along comes Russell Westbrook. He plays in Oklahoma City with Durant and Harden. He gets traded. He goes, he plays in Houston for a while. Doesn't work out, gets traded. Now he's for the Washington Wizards. And he has been on fire. But there's something about Russell Westbrook that causes me to tell you he's not the greatest point guard of all time. And you'd think that someone who has a triple-double and does it so prolifically has to be the greatest point guard because he's getting all these assists, et cetera. As a matter of fact, people would tell me like Coco thinks that Russell Westbrook should actually be the logo for the NBA, not Jerry West, not Kobe Bryant, not Michael Jordan, not LeBron James, but Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, Coca. He's got the same number of NBA rings on his finger as I currently do. However, I will admit that LeBron James, Oscar Robertson, and Gary Payton, and Russell Westbrook are the only four players in the history of the NBA to have 20,000 points plus 8,000 assists. That's nice. I agree that what Russell Westbrook is an all-star caliber player. Russell Westbrook said after breaking the record that he never dreamt that he would be able to attain such a feat. Reminds me of Ricky Henderson when he got the stolen base record. And he basically said, today, I'm the greatest man in the world. My issue with Westbrook has been this. In the NBA, when you are a point guard, your main job, main job, if you want to be the best, is to make your teammates better by putting them in a position to do what they do best and leading your team to victory year after year and into the finals and then get a ring. Now, when I give you my list of top five point guards, you're going to criticize and you're going to say, well, wait a minute. How could someone in my top five be anything other than a NBA champion? And you'll see when I do my list. I've been doing a bunch of top five lists on Levitard 
which, as you know, he never warns me about. I get on the show on Thursdays and he just says off the top of your head, top five. I spent a lot of time on this top five list. I went through and I evaluated based on my view of statistics, my view of place in history, my view of fitting the criteria of what it means to be an all time point guard. And here you go. The number seven greatest point guard. That's where I'm putting. No, I'm not going to tell you who's number seven. I'm going to go right to five. Wait for Russell's name because you may hear it. You may not. Number five. Do you remember a guy named Jason Kidd? Jason Kidd was a player who had a long career. He's had some issues since as coach. He's back in the NBA as an assistant coach. But if you go back and look at what he did, he is the fifth greatest point guard of all time. Number four is Oscar Robertson. Oscar Robertson, not because of his triple-double record, because of what he did as a point guard with the championship bucks, number three. Here's the controversial one that bothers Coca. This is not because I was in Utah on the nothing personal road trip. This is because I watched him play his entire career. And if you never watched John Stockton play, Stockton to Malone is either the first or second most famous combination in basketball, even more than some of the others in this list. Stockton to Malone, Stockton made players better. He brought his Utah team to the finals two straight years. He lost both of those. He doesn't have a ring, but he is easily the third greatest point guard in NBA history. A little bit of question about number one and number two. Some say they're interchangeable. Wait for it. You're not going to hear RW. You are going to hear MJ and SC, and MJ is not Michael Jordan. The sec- He's a shooting guard. The second greatest point guard is Steph Curry. Look at what he's doing now. Did you watch Steph Curry last night again, Coca? He's on a tear like I've never seen. Steph Curry has a chance to be the greatest of all time, but not yet. He's got three titles. He's got a ways to go to catch Magic Johnson. That's the MJ who's the greatest point guard of all time. I'm quite confused about why people think Russell Westbrook deserves to be anything other than seventh at best. Now, if he brings the Wizards to a title this year, I may change my mind, but I doubt it. The Wizards have a chance for a title, don't they? I'm thinking about you, Ernie Grunfeld. You should still be there for them. I know you're listening. You got shoved out of there, and you shouldn't have. The Wizards are leading the Bulls by two games in the loss column for 10th place, which used to mean nothing. The Wizards are 32 and 37, five games under. The game in which he broke the record last night, the Wizards lost to the Hawks. It's like breaking a strikeout record, striking out 23 guys and losing one nothing. That's more excusable in baseball because you can't hit. But if you're going to be the best point guard and you're going to break the record, you got to win the damn game, don't you? The Wizards will be in the play-in tournament. Here's a bonus wait to see, Coca. My wait to see, our wait to see is much later in the show, but I feel like a bonus that we'll put in our document to keep track of, Coca. The Washington Wizards will not make it out of the play-in tournament, even if they're in it. Because if you're the 10th seed, you go on the road, you have to beat the number nine seed. Then you have to beat the winner of the seven versus eight game. Russell Westbrook is, he's not a winner. He's not a winning player. Will you mark that, Coca? Winning players are players who are brought in and they change the fortunes of your team, not the fortunes of their own personal stats. Let's get ready to give a big round of applause. Anyone think about Kevin Mather anymore? Remember that name, Coca? The president, erstwhile president of the Seattle Mariners. He was the guy during the offseason who gave a speech 
And his speech was about service time manipulation of Jared Kellenick. His speech was about how he wishes some players would speak better English. And we told you he was about to get fired and he did. Speaking of which, totally off the record, off the subject, how is it that Mickey Calloway has not been fired by the Los Angeles Angels yet? Where is that investigation? He's still suspended and the season is over a month old. That's a hanging out there, wait to see that he was going to be terminated. And guess what? It's still hanging out there. Anyway, Kevin Mather got fired because of what he said. And the union was angry. Rob Manford was angry because he acknowledged service time manipulation. As nothing personal audience, you know very well that there is service time manipulation. He wasn't saying anything that is surprising to anybody. But when you are an acting president versus a past president, you don't talk about it. And the player he was talking about was a guy named Jared Kellenick, that great Mets player who's going to make the Mets a much better team. Oh, hold on. Strike that. He's not on the Mets anymore because Brody Van Wagen and traded him to the Mariners for Robinson Cano, suspended for steroids, and Edwin Diaz, their closer, sort of. But Jared Kellenick is the third-ranked prospect in all of baseball, and he went to AAA, and he kicked some serious ass in 19 at-bats. <laughs> he went nine for 19, and boom, he's ready to be called up. Remember their GM, Jerry Depoto, who's so full of it, he said, oh, we got to get him like 100 at-bats at AAA to make sure he's ready. Hmm. The reason why you never tell your fans or your owner or the media a specific number of at-bats that a player needs in the minor leagues is because they don't need to know that. Sometimes you need zero at-bats at AAA. Hello, Miguel Cabrera. Sometimes you need five at-bats at AAA. Sometimes you need 100 but if you're Jared Kalanick, all you needed was for the calendar to say that it's May. Do you know why he's not being called up till today, May 11th? The day he could have been called up was late April because there's two dates that you look for when teams are bringing up their best prospects, either in the April 20th range, because when you do that, that means that you have manipulated the service time to guarantee that while that player will get super two status in arbitration, meaning he will have four chances to be arbitration eligible instead of the normal three, but he doesn't become a free agent until an extra year. So you basically have him for the extra year. You bring him up April 20th and then six more years, or you'll see big prospects coming up late in June, like we did with Miguel Cabrera, because then you get him for six years, but He's only arbitration eligible three times. But May 11th? Hmm. Why would he choose May 11th? Oh, I know what you did there, Jerry. I know you. You wanted to get a little bit of distance after April 20th. So in the case of the grievance that's coming from the Players Association, you get to say, listen, he needed that time at AAA. And we're struggling right now. We were having a great start to the season and we were projected to be so good. We had to get him up here. Really? You're projected to be crap. You're going to be crap. You just manipulated his service time. It's not the end of the world. You could stand up and admit it, but then you'd get fired. But Tony Clark knows, Rob Manford knows, and now your fan base knows for sure 
that they just spent the first month of the season without a player who could have made them better. This needs to be addressed in the new collective bargaining agreement, right? You just have to. The reason why we do what we do is because it's the rule that exists that says we can do it. So if you're not going to change the rule, I'm not going to change my behavior. That's the rule. I'm going right to the line, sometimes a little over, but right to the line. Welcome to the big leagues, Jared Kellenick. All right, Coca, we got a situation here. Are you watching on YouTube? Nothing personal with David Sampson. If you're not, if you've never gone to YouTube, today's the day. Because normally I wear a blazer and a shirt. On this nothing personal road trip, I've been wearing a nothing personal sweatshirt. But today I am wearing something even better. Nothing personal with David Sampson is the YouTube channel. Hit subscribe because CBS is pissed off that we don't have 10,000 subscribers. I think more of you listen than watch because I don't blame you. What's there to see? There's just me. But today, there's something to see with what I am W-E-A-R-I-N-G. So check it out, but only if you're going to hit subscribe. If you can't and you're driving, then don't do it while you're driving, but get home and just subscribe and then just watch one second. And if you're listening, thank you. Subscribe, follow. You're following the road trip. Today is going to be one heck of a road trip day. Thank you for following on Twitter, David P. Sampson, as we crisscross, jump, jump. Is it, Coca, is there a chance that they sing a song called Jump, Jump? I'm having a total acid flashback to a group, a musical group called Crisscross, and I think they had a song called Jump, Jump, but there's no doubt I could be wrong on every part of that inquiry. Coca's so annoyed with me right now that he's not even going to tell me. All right, Coca, we're ready for it. You know what I want? <laughs> I want to talk to Samson. Folks, you got a picture of Coca right now. When he gets angry, he does. Remember when we did the Pudge sit down? I don't know if, if you watched that. If not, it's available on the feed. We did a 45-minute Samson sit down with Pudge, and we talked about how Pudge whips the ball back at pitchers when he's angry with them, when they didn't throw the right pitch or the right location, and he would receive the ball and then whip it back at the pitcher, and that's how he would tell the pitcher he was annoyed. Coca does something similar to me, but he does it with silence because he knows I'm uncomfortable with silence. Yeah, how can you tell? I do a 45-minute show where I don't stop. And so what Coca does when he's unhappy with me is he doesn't talk in my left ear, and he doesn't write anything on the document that means he's angry. I'm so sorry, Coca. What have I done to upset you? So you want to talk to Samson is from the movie Half-Baked. I am zero-baked right now, something that I wish to change in short order, maybe before the show's over, because in order to do this segment, you've got to be at least half-baked. Watch the movie. People want to talk to Samson in the movie. That's when you go on Twitter at David P. Samson and ask me a question. Here was the question. Has a player ever said to you that he would only play for you if another player were on the team? I love that question. And I know why you're asking it. You, do you live in the heartland? Are you a cheesehead? Are you currently having tater tots with cheese on top? Maybe a little poutine for Brecky. Devontae Adams, acknowledge, great, great wide receiver, right? In the middle of a four-year, $58 million deal, this is no schlepper. He combines with Aaron Rodgers to form a very difficult quarterback-wide receiver tandem for teams to deal with. 
Devontae Adams loves Aaron Rodgers. Loves him. I mean, loves him. It's fine. Let me tell you a quote from Devontae Adams that made me laugh. That's why I picked this. I chose this question. Chose, not picked, David. What happens if Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay, he was asked. It would change a lot. Doesn't mean potentially I'd be gone, but I definitely have to do some extra thinking if my guy wasn't here. Sick. He meant if my guy weren't here. It's if my guy weren't. I'm going to break that down for you so we can all laugh about it. And the answer to your question, just so we can be super quick about that part, no. There's never been a player who said, I don't really care about the money part or the guaranteed portion part or the length of the deal, but I really, really want my best friend to be here. The closest we came is when we were signing Giancarlo Stanton and he asked about his friend, AJ Ramos, and his friend, Ricky Nolasco. What are your plans for those guys, G said. I said, I don't know, but not a deal like you're getting. He said, okay, thank you. And that doesn't mean he doesn't love AJ. They're great friends off the fort, off the fort. I was going to say off the field and off the court. So I said off the fort. Do you ever do that? Combine words. They're great friends off the field, traveling partners. They used to live together all the time, every off season. That's fine. You can ask about a player. I know who the players are friends with. It's very easy to know who players hang out with. They don't want to lose their sort of running buddies. I get it. But what Devontae Adams is saying, I definitely have to do some extra thinking. Here's what that actually means. I definitely would have to make sure that the Packers are offering me the most money possible, at least a dollar more than any other team. This is not a situation like Gronk and Brady. Gronk was in retirement. Gronk had basically finished his career, may have had something left in the tank. He's coming back. He made, he, you know, he's got other things going off the field, a lot of exciting stuff. Brady goes to Tampa. Gronk says, I'll come out of retirement, but I'm only going to play with you, Tommy boy. Well, I'm not exactly sure there were 10 teams lining up for Gronk. When Devontae becomes a free agent after the, what season is it, Coca? I think he started his four-year deal in 18, 18, 19, 20, 21. So in 2022, he becomes a free agent. My guess is that he will be a sought-after free agent. Now, keep in mind, he could still be franchise-tagged by the Packers. That would be funny. He'd have to make an average of the top five salaries of all the wide receivers. I think the rule is he could be franchise-tagged. I may get corrected by somebody on that, but I think that's what it is. And Rodgers could be gone, and he could be franchise-tagged and be forced to play with Jordan Love is in the air. So my answer to your question is very simple. And it doesn't take long. When a player goes to a front office or goes to the media and talks about the fact that he really is used to playing with a player and they've got a rhythm and they've got a need, are they saying that because they think the front office doesn't know that? We watch the games. We know exactly what the relationship is between players. In baseball, it makes no difference other than sometimes with a pitcher and a personal catcher. And even for that, we really don't care. We're not going to keep a personal catcher around because a pitcher likes pitching to that personal catcher because that personal catcher is going to take on a roster spot, take a roster spot. Or if that personal catcher wants an amount of money that is more than we're willing to give, what we would say is, hey, if you want to get an extra penny or two from the pitcher, 
to supplement your income, you know, as long as he files a gift tax return, feel free. The Packers feeling with Devonte Adams has absolutely nothing, and I mean this, absolutely nothing to do with the fact that Aaron Rodgers is his guy. They're not gonna keep Aaron Rodgers because of Devonte Adams. They're not gonna keep Devonte Adams because of Aaron Rodgers. They're not gonna pay Devonte Adams more if Aaron Rodgers is gone. They're not gonna pay, get, get him for less if Aaron Rodgers stays because that's what I would do if I were running the Packers. I keep Aaron Rodgers after 21, just long enough to go to Devonte Adams, assuming he's still good, and say, excuse me, I would like to bring your attention to May 11th, 2021. You said that you really love Aaron. You said that things are really gonna change if he's not here, well, he's here. And we'd like to offer you about $16 million. Not 20, which would be, let's say the franchise, near close to the franchise tag, but we'd like to know if you're willing to take about a 10 to 20% discount because Aaron is here. How about that, Devante? You in? You in or you out? I'm not even gonna answer the question. When we come back, I'm gonna review a movie I watched and I need to make a correction as well. And then we're gonna talk about Tom Cruise. Yes, we are. We will be right back. The 82 game preseason is in the books and it's finally time for the real season. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. From the play-in tournament through the finals, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. From what you've seen so far, do you think they'll be a first-time winner of the NBA championship? If the Pacers, Clippers, Suns, Magic, Pelicans, or T-Wolves win, you win at plus 650. That's six teams to root for, six chances to win. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SAMSON. New customers bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code SAMSON, only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Gwen, Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. My name is David. You've reached us. You found us. You follow us. I get to watch any movie I want any day. I love doing that. Even when I've been on the road, I've watched movies. Sometimes it's been a little late, and I must admit, sometimes one and a half eyes have been closed. You ever watched a movie where you know you're falling asleep because you're tired, but you close one eye thinking that you can rest with the one eye, you keep the other eye open, but the other eye is half closed and you fight it and then you nod. I'm not talking about me during class in high school and college. I'm talking about me as a young, oh, I'm, I'm early in my middle age. Remember when we talk, Coco, about baseball seasons, April, May, June, July, August, September, what's early, what's not. I am early middle right now. 
is what I would say. Maybe late. I can't say I'm late early anymore. I'm early middle. And I watched a movie called Walk the Line. Now, that's an old movie. It's a movie starring Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon. I had seen it, but I hadn't seen it in since the Oscars when Reese Witherspoon won the Oscar for it. She plays June Cash. He plays Johnny Cash. They actually sing songs. They, it's not lip syncing. They're doing the singing. And I don't mean like with the Tom Hooper Les Mis close-ups as made famous by Doogie Howser and the Tony Award openings that he has done so beautifully over the years. I'm talking about this is a movie about the life of Johnny Cash, and he lived hard, hard, but he lived well. An unbelievable singer. If you're not a fan of Johnny Cash, please go listen to some Johnny Cash music. The movie itself uh, is, I don't say this often, do I, Coca? The movie's perfect. It's that good. And if it's too old for you, it's not. If you don't know his music, when I started watching Walk the Line, I couldn't name a Johnny Cash song. I was watching it for Joaquin Phoenix, and this is before he won for the Joker. I was watching it for Reese Witherspoon. I think she had been in Sweet Home Alabama by that time. I'm not really positive. Maybe that was after. Doesn't matter. I just loved her. Please check it out. Walk the Line with Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon. It's about the life of Johnny Cash. So... One of the things I do here at Nothing Personal is, as you know, if you're new, but you know this, we don't edit. When I make mistakes, I make mistakes and I want you to correct me. And you can correct me on Twitter, David P. Sampson. You can correct me by yelling at the top of your lungs if you think I'm in your city. You can correct me by yelling at Coca. But either way, I'm going to revisit it because I'm going to revisit it, much like I revisit the wait to sees. Don't forget to put the bonus wait to see in the document, please, Coca. And I can't remember what it was already. That's why you have to write it down. But we had a bonus wait to see. Oh, it was about the Wizards. Okay, correction. We were talking yesterday about doping and Bob Baffert, Bob Baffert, how he was doping his horse, Medina Spirit. And we were joking about Christopher Walken and Grace Jones and Roger Moore. And, and I think Tanya Roberts may have been in that movie as well, where they dope the horses in the Bond movie. And I said the wrong movie. It's a view to a kill. And I now I'm going to get another thing wrong. The group who sang the song for a view to a kill. They always get famous people to sing the bond song. I think it was Duran Duran. I think anyway, thank you for the correction. The bond movie was a view to a kill, not for your eyes only, only for you. You'll see what no one else can see. Okay. NBC has been televising the Golden Globes forever. You know, I watch the Golden Globes. The celebrities and the actors and actresses get hammered. They go on stage. They're funny. Ricky Gervais is the host. Sometimes it's Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. It's a great award ceremony pre-COVID. But everyone, when they win a Golden Globe, they thank the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, the HFPA, which is really about 85 people who live in LA. And they were just born somewhere else, but they live in LA. And there was a big deal because there's no diversity. I think it was like 85 white people who basically get paid by movie studios to have those movies or TV shows nominated. Why? Because when you are nominated for a Golden Globe, you can market that and people want to see that. You get to do a special thing that says, oh, nominated for three Golden Globes. Did you know that Netflix actually flew over 
almost a third of the Hollywood foreign press people to Paris to watch the filming of Emily in Paris. They put him up in a great suite. They showed him around Paris. They ran around the Arc de Triomphe. They may have gone to Moulin Rouge. And all of a sudden, Phil Collins' daughter, Lily Collins, got nominated for a Golden Globe. And all of a sudden, Emily in Paris got nominated for a Golden Globe. And believe me, that series was horse crap. So it's always been a thing about the lack of diversity in the members of the Hollywood Foreign Press, the fact that they would only nominate white people. And it really hit a boil this year. And something happened yesterday that was sort of interesting. Tom Cruise sent back his three Golden Globes. I'm not going to remember what he won for, but I want to say it was Magnolia. It was Jerry Maguire. And it was born on the 4th of July. I don't know if I'm right, but it sounds right because he was really good in those movies. He won the Golden Globe. He sent them back because he is so angry and upset with how lack of diversity has not been addressed by the HFPA and how they promised to address it. Scarlett Johansson talked about the irony of Scarlett Johansson doing that is not lost on me. She talked about how upsetting it is that they haven't done what they said they would do when it took her quite a long time to realize that what Woody Allen did was wrong, but that's a whole nother story. Mark Ruffalo, who gave one of the great Golden Globe speeches. Do you remember the, that Golden Globe speech that he gave when he won one this year? Nothing new has been discovered since the Golden Globes of whenever they were this year. They were in January, February, I can't remember. Nothing new has happened other than the Hollywood Farm Press saying they're going to keep trying to get more diverse. They're going to aspirationally let in 50% more members and make them all black. Whatever the case is, it doesn't matter. Mark Ruffalo came out with a statement, and I love Mark Ruffalo because he's talented. I have no, I don't want to talk about his politics. I don't really care. I watch him because he's talented. He said how disappointed he is and embarrassed to be a Golden Globe winner. Well, when he won the Golden Globes, he gave a speech that was extremely political in nature, that was extremely well thought of. He was celebrating with his wife and kids, as I recall. Did he have some sort of amazing epiphany since he got the Golden Globe? Did he have some sort of conscience change? I just find the whole thing to be strange. I really do. Do you know why NBC pulled the plug on the Golden Globes? Because they had a meeting where they said, the ratings are so down. They were up as high as 20 million, and I think only 7 million watched it uh, this past year. And NBC said, you know what? We're not happy. This is, you guys aren't doing a good enough job. You guys, we can't even figure out if you are getting bribed. All we know is there's no diversity. We're not showing it. And then Netflix stood up and said, you know what? We're not working with you guys either. All of a sudden, they had a crisis of conscience and said, you know, we got to cut from the budget these these junkets that we're doing for Hollywood Farm Press people. So we're just going to say that we're now woke and that we have an opportunity to be on the right side of this. They had the opportunity last year, too. Last year is when all this was happening. I can't stand people who are late to the party because they're afraid they missed it. While as a consequentialist, I'm OK with them getting to where they got to. And I'm OK with them being in the right position. But when you make it so obvious that you did it for the wrong reason, it bothers me. It really does.
I don't think the Golden Globes are going to find a broadcast network. Can you imagine if there's no Golden Globes? I love that award show. Maybe they'll stream it on the HFPA website, but then who's going to come? If you're the PR person for a celebrity, and even if you get nominated without even trying to get nominated, you don't bribe anyone or treat anyone differently. Or, I mean, as you know, big stars get nominated often because people in the Hollywood Foreign Press want to hang out with the big stars. You know all this. Would you go? Would you still watch the Golden Globes just for them to announce it? Who are they going to get to host it? Maybe Ricky Gervais will come back. Golden Globes has some serious PR problems. They released a statement saying, hey, we're, we understand what NBC did. We're sorry. We're going to work to find a new broadcast partner, but we are going to work to get better. We're going to get better. <laughs> Nothing personal pick of the day. We gave you two games. We split. We're 61 and 41. Did you like the Warriors pick? Coca was annoyed. He said, David, did you know that Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley weren't playing for the Jazz? Yeah. No, maybe so. Who cares? What I knew is the Warriors getting three from the Jazz at home was too many. And the Warriors won the game outright. We got ourselves a winner. I loved watching the Ranger game last night. Texas Rangers, not New York. Texas Rangers played the San Francisco Giants. It was a great game. Uh, we thought that there was a chance Kyle Gibson could outpitch Alex Wood. And they pitched to basically a tie. That's the tough part about betting uh, the bullpens. Then uh, San Francisco's bullpen just did better. We lost that game. Giants won three to one. I'm back to doing two picks today because I love two games that I want to watch and that I think are both good. The Warriors have to play back to back. They played the Jazz last night. They're playing the Suns tonight. The number two and the number one ranked team in the Western Conference. Back to back. That is N-O-T-E-A-S-Y. The Suns are only giving five to the Warriors. Steph Curry is not a spring chicken anymore. That's too few points. Take the Suns minus five over the Warriors. And then it is O'Day in LA. It's Otani day. Otani's pitching for the Angels. When Otani pitches the last place, Angels Coca, are the Angels still in last place? I think they are, but I can't be sure. The Los Angeles Angels, the erstwhile team. What are we, day three of the Albert Pujols? designation. I think you get 10 days. Maybe they designated him on Friday. I can't remember when. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So we're halfway through. Are they still trying to trade Albert Pujols, which is why they haven't released him? Are they still trying to do something better for him so they don't get criticized the way they have been criticized? Because there's all sorts of rumors. CBS has this great network called CBS Sports HQ. I used to be on it, but they don't love me anymore. Who's got time? Too busy hanging out with Coke all day. But seriously, they're trying to find a trade partner for Albert Pujols. I don't think they're going to. Is rumored White Sox, no. Tony La Russa said there's no fit. Cardinals, A's, Yankees. The Yankees already have enough DHs. What, are they going to put them at first base? No, it's not going to happen. I'll stick to my guns on that. Pujols, wait to see that he's not playing again. But the Angels are a last place team. Otani's pitching, and it's exciting. You know, I've given you my view of Otani that I think he should be a one-way player. But I love the fact, because it's exciting to watch, and I love baseball that he gets to hit. I, I bet he'll hit second in the lineup and pitch, which is super cool, because normally Joe Madden would, pitch his, would hit his pitcher eighth, and that was revolutionary when he did it, because most pitchers hit ninth. But when the game changed and he was told to hit him eighth, he hit him eighth. But now a pitcher hitting second, you know, we're talking about stuff that hasn't happened since Babe Ruth. And Otani's been not bad, right? I think he's uh, 
He went 0 for 5 last night, Coca, in the Angels game. I think the Angels won last night, but I think he went 0 for 5, and I'm, I think he's down to hitting 266, but I don't know why that's in my brain, but I think that's the case. And I think his ERA is doing fine somewhere in below three. But if you look at his past pitching performances, he's had command issues. The Astros are a command-based team. Not a good combination. Lance McCullers is facing him. Lance McCullers is, in my mind, from a skill standpoint, their best pitcher. I think you are going to see the Astros beat the Angels. McCullers over Otani. That's the second pick. So we're 20 games over, 61 and 41. We went one and one yesterday, and we've got Suns minus five over Warriors, and we've got the Astros beating the Angels. Um, I don't even know, Coca, because I just pick winners in baseball. Uh, what is the line of the Angels game? I wonder who is the favorite in that game. Check that, please. I would assume Otani should be favored, but I think the Astros are the pick there. Okay. Big news out of Florida yesterday. I mean, really big news. And we got to talk about it because it's awfully exciting. I don't know about you, but I've been following this guy since he was a young man quarterback playing in Florida. He had a coach named Urban Meyer. I think he won a Heisman. Super exciting player. Then he goes to the NFL has an incredible career with the Denver Broncos, New York Jets. I think he won seven. He went to, I think he went to five Super Bowls and won four of them. Just became this amazing superstar and then said, I'm going to play baseball. That's how good I am. So he goes to play baseball. We're not talking Michael Jordan. He's signed. He gets a huge bonus from the New York Mets. It wasn't PR based. It wasn't a circus at all. They brought him in to play, and he was so he was crushing baseballs. He hit what I think his final career ended up like 650 home runs uh, in the big leagues. We're talking one of the best players to ever play the game. And then he retired from baseball, and then he said, for an encore, I know what I'm doing. I want to be in the NFL again, but this time I don't want to be a quarterback. I don't want to be a hitter. I want to be a tight end. How great would that be? So he knocks on the door. Hello, Urban. Urban, it's me, Tim. Yes, it's me, Tim. Yeah, no, I, I look the same, don't I? I know I had such a great NFL and MLB career, but I was just wondering. I, I know that you're running a new team now, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I was just hoping if you would just let me play tight end for you, because I want to be the, have the ability to throw a touchdown pass to myself. What I'm going to do is you're going to put me in under center. Now, I know you just drafted Trevor Lawrence, but I've got an interesting thought here. I could play quarterback just on a random third and five when we're trying to make the playoffs, when it really matters most. And I'm going to take the snap. I'm going to go back to throw. Then I'm going to scamper on a 10 yard out pattern and I'm going to pass it to myself. Don't ask me to block. I'm not going to, I'm not a blocking tight end. I'm not Gronk. I'm a receiving tight end. And then I'm going to score. So I'm going to be playing with myself. That's fun. Right? I mean, right. Tim Tebow is expected to sign 
a one-year deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Seriously. The Jaguars are a circus. Urban Meyer was brought in to bring credibility to the organization. He started off by bringing in that strength coach from Iowa who he then had a fire. We talked about that on a recent episode, although that could have been a year ago. He had the number one pick in the draft, took Trevor Lawrence. Coca could have decided to choose Trevor Lawrence as the number one pick in the draft. And now he is adding a third ring to what has been a circus scenario in Jacksonville forever, which is why Urban was brought in to legitimize the organization, to make it better. Why would he do it? Is he committed to Tim Tebow? Is he loyal to Tim Tebow? Does he not realize that Tim Tebow had a failed NFL career, a failed MLB career? He's a great college quarterback. He was. There's no doubt. The world is littered with Bobby Hurley's. Do you get that reference, Coca? Bobby Hurley was a great college basketball player who played for Duke with Christian Leitner. Not a great NBA player. He played, I think. There's a ton of great football players in college who don't make the pros. There's a ton of great college basketball players that don't make the pros. There's a ton of great college baseball players who don't make the pros. Do you know the last time Tim Peebo played in the NFL was, my guess is, I'm trying to think of how long ago it was. Could it be five years, 10 years ago? I think it's been that long. Coca, tell me when the last time he played what year. Oh, Trevor Lawrence was, that's funny. Trevor Lawrence was 12. That's not as good a stat, though. He's telling me Trevor Lawrence was 12 when Tebow last played in the NFL. That's funny, except for the fact that Tom Brady, I think, is playing with players who weren't walking when Tom Brady went to his first Super Bowl. I think that was some sort of stat I watched. So that's not altogether crazy, the fact that Tim Tebow is just older and hasn't played in a long time. But the reality is, when he played 10 years ago, or 2012 was the last time he played, he just wasn't good enough. So is he trying to reinvent himself? What happened is he called Urban and he said, just, I need to play. I'm an athlete. I got nothing else going on. You know, I, I'm not old enough to retire. I never really made it big, but I think I could do this. And Urban said, I love you, man. I'm in. What is Shaka Khan doing? And that's not his name. Shaka Khan is the singer. I was just, Coca, stop. I don't know if we have to edit that out of the show. I don't think we do, but I am going to go back just in case you do. I'll count us in. Ready? 84, hike, 69, 66. The owner of the Jack of Jacksonville Jaguars is Shad Khan, and he is trying to legitimize his program. He's trying to, his purpose is not for all the real estate development he's doing in Jacksonville. I think at the end of the day, that franchise it could end up being the first full-time franchise in England or at least the full first halftime franchise in London. They were going to play a large number of games in London when the pandemic hit. There is no secret that it is important to the NFL for the Jaguars to actually be good, and they're not good. When they brought in Urban, they were doing it because the view was he is going to bring calmness in a way that they haven't had in Jacksonville. He's going to bring seriousness 
and instead they're going for entertainment and they're going for sideshow. That's what the Mets were doing when they signed him. They knew he wasn't going to be a major league player, but they got some attention at minor league camp in Port St. Lucie, and that's fun. The fact that Tim Tebow is, was signed already made news. Why would it make news that a guy is back in the NFL trying to be in the NFL who hasn't played in nine years only because it's Tim Tebow? And why did the Jacksonville Jaguars choose him? Because that's what they're about. Just when you thought as their fans that they were going to be a legitimate football team with Trevor Lawrence leading them for the next 10 to 12 years, you realize that they're the same as they've ever been. You know, most things are about business. I think we agree with that, right? Part of the show where we talk about things that are trending and things that are interesting to me, we talk about sports and entertainment. We'll talk about politics. We talk about the fact that decisions that I made over the 18 years that I was in sports running a team, 99.9999999 times out of 100, it's all business. I did a few emotional things like one. Tony Khan is the son of Shad Khan. I don't know if and Tony's involved. He owns a company. It's a wrestling company called AEW. You know that that's wrestling is for entertainment. You know that entertainment does move the needle when it comes to business. And so during an off season, when you just hired and drafted Trevor Lawrence, you just hired Urban Meyer, you just drafted Trevor Lawrence, you have a chance to actually be good and you go and sway all the way to the entertainment side of the show. It's not necessary. Wait to see is when I tell you something's going to happen. If it does, we'll revisit it. If it doesn't, we will revisit it. I have a wait to see for you. Do you think that Tim Tebow is going to make the Jaguars? I was thinking about that. He's got to get through training camp healthy. Then he's got to actually be better than the five tight ends they already have on their team. Because he did a workout where his glistening teeth and extremely great biceps looked beautiful as he caught a pass. I got to wait to see for you, folks. Double wait to see today. Tim Tebow will not, N-O-T, not, capital N, capital O, capital T, play one down in the regular season for the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2021. Not one down. But by doing what they did today, they have confirmed what we know and love. It's just business. This is nothing personal.